You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. It's just a hassle for me to go and get plain tacos, so I can I just, I just avoid it at all costs. If 7-Eleven had a drive through I would just be going around in circles. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Who, 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 Brazilian Thai. Who is your go-to Mario Kart character? Uh, probably Luigi, and I, which is weird because I'm an only child and I don't pick Mario. And do you know why I'm asking this? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, do me a favor, Ty. Uh can you Google Mario Kart right now and tell me what the first result is? Oh boy, is this is this NSFW? I it could be. It it definitely Google. could be. Mario Kart. What? Oh no, now I get oh okay. <laughs> Either uh-huh. way, I'm a warrior guy all the way. <laughs> oh I'll be your Waluigi. <laughs> Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click CFLfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. And pick'em.cfl.ca. All right. Week 15 already, man. It is flying by. Most teams got about six games left. So we start Friday night football. The Montreal Alouettes. They're sitting at three and nine. They're fourth in the East. And they're in Winnipeg, who are 10 point favorites, five and seven, last in the West. For Montreal, we've got Johnny Football named as starter. So I, I guess we could start on the Montreal side of things. Um, you know what? It's not really a surprise that Manziel is named starter here. What kind of leash do you think he has, though? I, I'm thinking it's pretty long, and they're probably going to roll with him the rest of the year. Uh, and I totally agree. I know it makes for terrible debate. but Yeah. <laughs> um. Like Pipkin didn't look all that great last week, um, and I think part of the problem with Montreal's situation, and we've talked about it, how they just don't have – they haven't had a quarterback since Calvillo left, is that there's no consistency at the position either where, you know, Pipkin has the bad game last week and Manziel is now in. Uh, you know, not, not a lot of opportunity to work through stuff. He had two good starts, won those two games, had one bad start, and he's gone. I know that they brought in Manziel and they paid a hefty price for him, at some point, they have to pick a guy and just roll with them, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I think a lot of the quarterbacks that have come and gone through Montreal since Calvillo, I don't think every single one of them got a fair shake. A lot of them, you know, they were hurt and 
and they a lot of them, a vast majority, do not have what it takes mm-hmm. to be a CFL starting quarterback. But uh, I think they've got a thing going now because uh, Vernon Adams was back at practice. There's a guy that I think actually, if he sticks around, he could be a good quarterback. Here, uh, Johnny Manziel, who knows what he has there. And then, of course, Antonio Pipkin. So all of a sudden, there are three quarterbacks there who have done something, uh, have at least... Well, Johnny hasn't, but at least won some games <laughs> in uh, the CFL. We'll see what happens at running back for them this week. It just seems without Tyrell Sutton, that that position just isn't very reliable when it comes to fantasy teams. No, uh, without without a premier running back, it's really hard to you know pick a guy like William Stanback, who only averages six point seven points in the games that he's played this year just makes it so tough to get anything else going when you don't have a running back who can consistently get you first downs. Now, B.J. Cunningham, Darius Bowman, Ernest Jackson, all of these guys have had nice games against Winnipeg, but the B.C. secondary was able to really shut everyone down last week in their win over the Alouettes. Do you trust any of them Friday night in Winnipeg? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> you know, Darius and Darius and Ernest with with their their success against the Blue Bombers has come with different quarterbacks. You know, Darius with Mike Riley, Ernest Jackson for the most part in Ottawa. Uh, it's really hard to see what they they can do yet because they haven't really done much. Uh, Ernest has kind of been a guy that we thought would be a good possession guy, and it's turned out that he just drops everything. Uh, Darius Bowman hasn't really. He's been there for a couple weeks now, hasn't really shown much. B.J. Cunningham has the speed, uh, you know, but just with the revolving door at quarterback, it just makes it so hard to pick a receiver on this team. Stefan Logan has uh, been racking up the return yard since returning. He might be able to do that again against Winnipeg mm-hmm. if you really uh, are at the end of your lineup and you just need something cheap to throw in there. Let's talk about Winnipeg, who I think this is great. They introduced a $3 menu at Investors Group Field. It's going to start at this game and go the rest of the season. So you can get $3 hot dogs, $3 pierogies, $3 spring rolls, and a $3 chili bowl now they're also gonna uh drop parking prices in the value lot right in half used to be 10 bucks now they're dropping that to five dollars to fans that drive and park at the games this is just awesome because pop now you can get a you can get a pop for two dollars and fifty cents some of these prices are absolutely unheard of in stadiums these days so it's really refreshing to see something like this yeah, my my fandom is for sale, and it sounds like the Bombers are the leading candidate. <laughs> I'll sell out too. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a total sellout. Let's be honest. <laughs> so the Eskimos are going to do something against Winnipeg next Saturday. Not only they're going to announce the Grey Cup halftime show. But they are going to have $5 beers and $2 hot dogs. Of course, that is one day only. Winnipeg's doing mm-hmm. it from this point, I guess, going forward for a little bit. But I would like to see this at basically every stadium. I can tell you this year in Edmonton, I've been to every game except the preseason game. I have bought basically one slice of pizza. Because, man, mm-hmm. 
It is against everything I believe in to spend nine twenty five on a beer, to spend this on a cheeseburger. So if there are more affordable prices, they're going to get more money from my cheap ass. And they do. I know we, you know, you said that you broke up with the NFL, but Atlanta, when they opened up the new stadium, did this exact same thing. Ticket prices got a little higher, but all their concessions are dirt cheap. And that's so you pretty can take cool at kids, a brand new right? stadium. Yeah. You can take your kids and, you know, you can eat at the game. It's not like you have to you know, snack in the parking lot or make sure you eat stuff before you go. Cause, you know, food is cheap. Pop is cheap. The beer, I mean, is reasonable. Uh, you know, the the trick is getting people in the door. Yeah. If, if tickets are going to be what they are, like, if you want to charge as much as they do for concessions, ticket prices have got to come down. We see it in junior hockey. Like when I go to games in Lloyd compared to when I went to Bonneville, Bonneville was five dollars more to get in and the concession was more expensive. It's like how does this make any sense? And you go to Lloyd and it's twelve dollars to get in and food's not that not that badly priced. I mean, I've never had a bad rink burger, so I'll pay whatever for a rink burger, but I mean if if you can get butts in the seats with a cheaper concession menu, it's not a bad idea. I was just gonna ask you, best rink burger you've had. Oh, Mm. Lloyd actually has a good one, man. That's good. Irma is really good. Nice. Uh, actually, this this is gonna sound weird, but Consort Alberta. Really? Yeah, that was really good. Really good, and just greasy too. It was unreal. <laughs> and you know what? In uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan plays Sastel Center, or whatever it is mm-hmm. now. That's probably the biggest arena that has something that resembles a rink burger. Do you know what I mean? Because at the big arenas, those really aren't rink burgers. They're just they're just whatever. Well, no. Like you go to Rogers Place, you can pay $15 for the Bobby Nicks burger. Yeah, that's not a rink burger. No, that's not a rink. A rink burger is just a burger with some fried onions and some cheese on it. And then you can load it up with whatever else you want. <laughs> and in Lloyd, in Lloyd, they have like pickled onions on the side. Whoa. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, I stink up the press box when I'm there. <laughs> I got to say, the fries and gravy, I don't know if it's as good as in Lloyd as it used to be. And you're not a gravy guy. But the fries man. are really good still, though. Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. I got to get to, I got to yeah. get back home for a game and see this is what happens when food comes up on the two and out cfl podcast yeah, we get sidetracked <laughs> we are talking about uh winnipeg and their concessions thumbs up to them <laughs> thumbs up to the eskimos hopefully this is a new trend going forward because you're right concession prices and ticket prices have steadily gone up over the past few mm-hmm. years and i think people look at a ticket but they also look at all the expenses that go with it yeah like we we got we went to we went to other games and we had company seats, but I mean it's still a two hundred dollar night mm-hmm. by the time you eat and you're not going to go and not drink if you get free tickets, right? So you have a couple <laughs> beers and well, beers are eleven dollars a piece at Rogers Place. It's like holy crap! So like, and then it's like you're saying, like yeah, nine twenty five for a beer at an Eskimos game. Sure, it's a tall boy, but holy like to justify that, I mean, twenty bucks gets you two beer, and then you know ten minutes later you got to go back down and get two more. Well. Maybe not everybody else goes down in 10 minutes, but I do. Well, I'm uh, I'm the cheap guy that buys a $14 six-pack and drinks that in 20 minutes. And <laughs> and then I'll I've seen uh, drink it. some more after the game. Um, 
<laughs> for the Bombers, Matt Nichols remains starter. And you have to assume that that leash has to be real short in this one. I don't even think there is a leash. I think his collar is being held. Yeah, like, I agree. If he throws a pick on that first series, his, he's done, in my opinion. Like, I get it. Mike O'Shea is loyal to, to his guys to a fault. It's starting to cost them football games. Yeah, he's and a player's I, coach, saying, uh, the very definition yeah, of that. For sure. And I'm not saying that Strebler's going to come in and light the world on fire. But something needs to change. And Nichols is the first thing that, that it's the easiest thing for a coach to do is change a starting quarterback. Uh, like it's, it's, it, he hasn't looked good, especially against the riders. So <laughs> something has to give, they are a little banged up on the defensive side. It looks like Mo Leggett and Jackson Jeffcoat are still going to be out of the lineup for a little while here. Uh, the bombers are going to be happy having Weston Dressler back. He's missed four games. And they've lost four games. Jamarcus Hardrick is also uh, going to get back into the lineup Friday night as well. Two welcome additions to that Winnipeg mm-hmm. Blue Bomber offense. Are you taking anybody here? I, I kind of think that uh, Andrew Harris, he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, not struggling, but uh, he hasn't seen the usage and uh, since Labor Day, anyway, uh, against Saskatchewan. So they're just coming off the bye. I, I think the old bell cow running back is going <laughs> to uh, enjoy that mm-hmm. or has enjoyed that week off. And I've actually got Harris and Nichols in my lineup as of right now. I should qualify that. But Darvin Adams has been the model of consistency in that offense this season, d- despite the problems at quarterback. Not only Darvin Adams, uh, you know, having Wesson Dresser is going to help out that entire offense. Having a guy who's so sure-handed, especially on second down, to convert those second and threes, second and twos. Uh, Hardrick back is going to make Matt Nichols better, in my opinion. Uh, you know, just more consistency, more more familiarity with his old line. Uh, Darvin Adams is usually a really good choice. Uh, catch anything you can throw the guy open. He's got that. He's got that speed. Uh, has a nose for the end zone. Uh, and Andrew Harris, I mean, he'll run over anybody to get a touchdown. He'd run over his own mother, I'm sure. So uh, <laughs> with Harris, Dressler, and Hardwick all together again, uh, throw Darvin Adams in there and Kendrell Tompkins. If he's healthy, uh, you know, the offense does have a chance to score a lot of points. Who wins Friday night football? Uh, I'm taking the Bombers. Uh, you know, we back a dog into a corner, it's going to bite. So I, they're going to be desperate. They need to win there at home. Uh, coming off the bye, they, they need this one. I got the Bombers too. If they lose this one. <laughs> then I, I don't it's know what's be next in Winnipeg. I know Strebler would be the, the, the probably the first change, but mm-hmm. there would be more changes after that if they lose this game to Montreal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names, but it kind of <laughs> rhymes with, like, Moshe. Mo, yeah, it rhymes with Moshe. <laughs> All right, I can, I can deal with that. Uh, Saskatchewan's in Toronto to kick off a triple header on Saturday. I love me some triple headers, man. So uh, the Argos praying for a rain day, praying for a rain day. <laughs> the Argos are three and eight, third in the East. The Riders uh, they've won four in a row, but lost last week to Ottawa. They're seven and five, third in the West, three point favorites here. 
should mention the Argos coming off a bye. They are undefeated with Mark Tressman when coming off the bye. Uh, included, including playoffs. Yeah, and that includes two games already this year, two last mm-hmm. year, and yes, the East Final where the Riders did uh, go to Toronto and lose. Deron Carter is going to start this week as well, but let's start for Saskatchewan where the stats have been talked about all week. of Saskatchewan's touchdowns have come off of returns, and that includes defensive, that includes special teams. Uh, They have nine of them on the season. The record is actually 12, set by the 1987 BC Lions. The the Argo uh, defense, they have left something to be desired so far this season. They're giving up uh, over 307 pass yards a game, over 116 rush yards a game. So it hasn't been pretty so far for the Argonauts. And, I mean, if Saskatchewan's defense is going to score, then Toronto might be in a little bit of trouble here. The Riders also add Josh Gordon to their nag list. If you remember, all of these issues with Josh Gordon in the NFL started in Cleveland. Well, they really started in, I guess, college for the guy. And he was a teammate of Willie Jefferson's back in college. And Justin Dunk wrote an article mentioning that, yeah, they got in a little bit of legal trouble together when they went through a Taco Bell drive through Willie Jefferson driving and Josh Gordon, I guess, passed out in the passenger seat. Sounds like a Brazilian tie kind of night. No, it sounds like Triple H's wedding. <laughs> I don't like I don't like Taco Bell, so You don't li- you of all people don't <laughs> like Taco Bell. No. Like I, you know what I put on my tacos? Just meat. So I can do that at home. I I find it really hard to believe that Brazilian Thai would not like a chili cheese burrito. It's just a hassle for me to go and get plain tacos, so I can I just I just avoid it at all costs. If Seven Eleven had a drive through, I would just be going around in circles. <laughs> I gotta get some chili cheese burritos. I you're missing out, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, so <laughs> the Riders get him on the nag list. Uh, of course, Josh Gordon was on Calgary's nag list, but four years ago when. The uh, marijuana stuff started uh, creeping into the NFL Mm -hmm. a a little bit. And you know what? We've kind of, and we did ask the commissioner about this a few weeks ago. How are we going to continue to attract players to the Canadian Football League? And I don't think they're going to say it, but this whole marijuana thing happening in October might do it. (laughs) It can't hurt. (laughs) No, it can't. Uh, but what, so Josh Gordon got traded on Monday to the Patriots. Uh, so yeah. he's, now, he's now with the Patriots. If there is one team that can turn him around, it will be the Patriots. So this this signing mean or this at this addition to the necklace means literally nothing. However, if he falters again and gets another year suspension, I don't know if another team touches him. And if he still wants to play football after that year suspension is up, then there is a chance he could come up here. Yeah, and if there's one guy that can get him to the CFL. It's probably it Chris, Jones. Chris Jones, and Willie mm-hmm. Jefferson would probably factor into that. It's all what if, and it's all scenarios yeah. and uh, and all of that. But, I mean, he was close to coming to Calgary if the, they would have let him. 
Yeah, and, and if he gets suspended again, because the next time that it, it's alcohol or illicit drugs, if he gets po- test positive for either one of those, it's a minimum of one year suspension. And we know the CFL is going to uphold NFL suspensions, so it could be if he if he fails another drug test and is suspended, it could be a while before we even see him up here if he does come. So let's not let's let's pump the brakes a little bit because I'm pretty sure New England is going to find a way to use him this year. So uh, I'm going to guess that you have Zach Caleros in your lineup. I do not <laughs> yet. Did you say yet? Yeah, I said yet. I mean, my mind might change between now and Saturday. So I guess he averages uh, 21 points against the Argonauts in his career, but that, of course, includes his time with Hamilton, which uh, mm-hmm. he has not played uh, that way in Saskatchewan, although <laughs> I, I still don't get it. That game against Calgary, there were no touchdowns, but that game against Calgary, they moved the ball a lot. I, I, I still don't understand how that happened. Oh, because they didn't score touchdowns. There's, they were all, they were Swedish. There was no finish. <laughs> uh, Trey Mason, Marcus Thigpen, your options at running back. I, it's almost like a, you know, roll on the dice here. Thigpen might be the, the higher ceiling option here because they don't throw it to Mason. And the return mm-hmm. game for Saskatchewan is just dynamite. So Thigpen is kind of that home run hope for your team. Well, who knows? You might start off the game with nine points. Yeah. <laughs> like you did last week. That was amazing. But, yeah, like Trey Mason, is just, he runs between the tackles, and that's basically it. They don't throw him, They don't throw the ball to him, really. Uh, Thigpen, uh, with the speed, and, you know, he's able to, to catch those screens and those little – uh, flat routes and, and get yards after the catch, so that's huge. Uh, and the return game can can really factor in there too. So I would take Thigpen over Mason, uh, but Mason I think will get more touches, but it's not resulting in a lot more points. Yeah, there's Williams, Lambert, there is Roosevelt, there is Evans. Do you like any of them? Nope, because Zach Kalaros is their quarterback, and I don't trust him at all right now. It's really hard. Uh, to trust Zach Galero. So I, I definitely uh, agree with you there. Jordan Williams-Lambert had, uh, what, four games in a row with at least four catches up until last mm-hmm. week. So he seems to be the favorite receiver there. We know the talent that Naaman Roosevelt has, but uh, he just hasn't been able to do it this year. And I, I think it's because of the uh, quarterback play and basically Brendan Labatt calling out the the team again for their practice Habits, especially on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. So somebody needs to step up on that offense, whether it's Rob Bag uh, or Brandon Labatt again to to get the rest of the guys going there. But they're, they're just not getting it done. It's pretty embarrassing what that offense has been able to do. The fact that they oh. are 7-5 and five is actually pretty remarkable. <laughs> Man, they have, what, 11 offensive touchdowns? Yeah. And what, three of those are from Marshall? <laughs> a defensive player. <laughs> yeah. Like, playing quarterback. Like, I, this offense is not good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from it as far away as I can. So, Toronto, uh, can we call him Toronto now? I guess. 
<laughs> you have to assume he's going to be playing inspired this week. <laughs> if this is what it takes and all the power to him. So you don't think he's going to get anything done, do you? Well, we're going to call it Toronto for 18 months, and then it'll be what? I don't even know what you would say for Winnipeg. I don't know how you work his name into Winnipeg. <laughs> he's not going to be in Toronto in 18 months. We know that. I'm just using Winnipeg as an example. He'll be somewhere else. Or <laughs> at, in, in, the, in the American Alliance football or whatever it is that's going to fire up in February. Like he's, he's not going to last in Toronto for very long, I don't think. McLeod Bethel Thompson, there's your uh, quarterback, James Wilder Jr., S.J. Green, Amani Edwards, Levi Noel. Do you like any of these guys in this one coming off the bye? Coming off the bye, it's kind of tempting to take McLeod Bethel Thompson. However, he is playing against the Saskatchewan defense, uh, but they have been giving up quite a bit through the air. They, they, they haven't quite been able to figure that part out yet. Uh, I'm staying away from James Wilder Jr. Price point's just too high for this run defense that, that they have, uh, but Thompson and with Green and Edwards, he seemed to have have worked up a little bit of chemistry that that's going really well. Uh, Armani Edwards is still relatively cheap; averages ten points against the Riders. Uh, you know, he's good for good for sixty yards and maybe a TD. I think so. Uh, I would take a look at Armani Edwards this year, Green for sure. Levi Noel, uh, you know, five point eight. He he just seems to rely on those screen patterns and and try to try to get yards after the catch, and it's just not quite working out yet. I I want to pick Saskatchewan in this one, but I'm not 100% sure. What about you? Uh, I had Saskatchewan until he reminded me about Mark Trespin, so I'm taking Toronto 100%. 100%, no hesitation, eh? Yeah. Yep, Mark Trespin off the bye. Riders offense is terrible. I, I don't care if you use the elk. I really don't. Well, I have um, to. I know you do. <laughs> that's why I said it. Uh, that's the only way I can describe them. It, it's awful. Uh, the defense should be able to handle McLeod Bethel Thompson, but I don't. I don't know. If the defense is going to have to. Out, the defense is going to have to score all their points. Yeah, that's the thing here. If, if defense and special teams doesn't do anything, then the Riders don't go. Um, I'm not. I'm not betting on Zach Kalaros doing anything productive. I actually think that. This week might be the toughest pick 'em week of the season. Uh, there is a good chance I'm going 0 and 4 or 1 and 3. I want to pick Saskatchewan, but mark me down for the Argos. <laughs> for now. Oh man. <laughs> Feel sick saying that. I really could see this game going either way. Uh off the bye for now. Put me down for Saskatchewan. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, as we kick off that triple header. Could be 0-2 as we uh, move on with the, the triple header. We're saying thank you to ATB Financial right now. And basically what they have here is Booster. It's a crowdfunding uh, platform for small businesses. So an example here, you're a small cafe, you need a new espresso machine. Those things are those things are pretty Pretty expensive. So you go to ATB and run a booster campaign. And basically, if people donate to you, there's some rewards you can offer. It's really cool what they do to support small businesses at ATB. So if you want more information on that, ATB Booster. 
booster.com. Booster is B O O S T R A T B booster.com to check that out. We are in the second part of the triple header in Ottawa, where the seven and five Red Blacks, first in the East, take on the seven and five Eskimos. We're second in the West. The Eskies are two-and-a-half-point favorites and coming off the bye. Ottawa looking to make it two wins in a row here after that big win last week in Regina. As far as Edmonton goes, we should be seeing C.J. Gable return to that offense, and I kind of like a lot of offensive options here in Edmonton <laughs> for oh, this game. What say weird. you? Break, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mike Riley, again, $14,000. I'm not doing it. Uh, Duke Williams hasn't had offensive output against Ottawa at 3.8, but he averages 15.5 overall. Bryant Mitchell, 18.4 against Ottawa. Kenny Stafford, 8.3. Uh, you know, Bryant Mitchell outperforming his average against everybody else. Kenny Stafford right around his own average. Uh, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with any one of those three. CJ Gable at 15.3. Uh, you know, just a punishing running back. And if they can get that running game established, it's going to help out the pass game. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from Mike Riley just cost-wise. There is uh, some real interesting stats on the Ottawa defense. They are the third best pass defense in the league. One of only three defenses giving up under 260 yards a game. Can you name the other two Brazilian tie? For under 260 yards a game? Yes. Um, Calgary. Yep. And BC. It's Hamilton. Oh, I forgot about Hamilton. How do I forget about Hamilton? Two hundred and nineteen yards a game is what Hamilton's given up, and is that there good? are only four defenses giving up less than one hundred rush yards a game. And oh, Ottawa, I can name one of those. Ottawa is one of them. And I'm sure you could name the other three. Saskatchewan, Calgary, and Hamilton. It's Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg. Hamilton has the worst rush defense in the league. <laughs> oh, good. I was gonna I was gonna throw in Montreal. Maybe it was like a trick question, because you know, we would crap on them all the time. <laughs> so there are some crazy stats for you. So Ottawa may be a little bit underrated when it comes to their defense. Mm-hmm. That, but I mean, look at who they've played. Well, <laughs> like, is it that hard to hold Zach Kalaros under 260 yards right now? No, <laughs> no, exactly. I don't know if it's they hard to keep them him under 150. <laughs> Might be hard to let him get 150. Like, you have to try to let him get 150. <laughs> um, on the Ottawa side of things, oh my, I, I feel like. I want to believe here, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Trevor Harris could kind of pick apart uh, Mike Benavides and his uh, zone defense here. Um, Powell has been playing great. Spencer had a great game last week. That probably means he's not going to do well this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Ellingson, Brad Sinopoli, I, I feel like those are all receivers that can find room in the zone defense. I, I mm-hmm. know uh, Edmonton's got Martise Jackson that should improve their um, return game a little bit, but I really like some Red Blacks players in this one too. Well, Ellingson, big body, uh, you know he can he can find himself room. Uh, Sinopoli, just sneaky good 
especially in a zone defense. Like, I mean, he's, he's so slippery. Uh, and then Deontay Spencer is fast enough that he can outrun his own, like he can confuse a defender quite easily, uh, you know, running in between zones and, and all three of these guys are able to sit down uh, in the soft spots and catch football. Uh, and Spencer gets a lot of touches with the return, with the return game and stuff like that. So, I mean, either one of those three, very viable option. They all, I mean, Ellingson and Sinopoli average over 13 points, uh, against Edmonton, they average over 14 overall. Deontay Spencer, only 9.1 against Edmonton, but he averages 15.4 a game uh, against the rest of the league. And William Powell, I, I don't know how much else we can say about this guy. He runs over everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. It's it's just a matter of uh, Ottawa giving him the ball. And the more they give him the ball, I think the better they, they definitely mm-hmm. do. Edmonton here, For they're sure. giving up over 110 yards a game on the ground here. So it's a good chance that Powell has himself a nice one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, don't be surprised if he goes for 150 and two touchdowns again. And maybe they actually give him the ball in crunch time. Maybe. That'd be an idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe. and then don't, don't screw over my fantasy team. Because <laughs> it's all about your fantasy team, isn't it? It is. It's all about my fantasy team and my degenerate gambling habit. You actually may have had the worst week that you ever had last week, didn't you? Oh, my fa- I, we already talked about it. I'm not opening up old wounds. It's like the 06 Stanley Cup final. I don't talk about it. Uh, you know, my, my dad is coming back. He just went to get smokes. My whole week. It's just a mess of a weekend. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, who are you no, picking to win? Uh, I'm taking Ottawa. Uh, Edmonton. I know they're coming off the bye, but they still got to go across country. Uh, West team going east kind of screws up biological clock a little bit. Uh, and with that soft zone defense that Benavides likes to play, I just see Harris having a really good game like he did last week. I'm going to take Ottawa two here, and this whole week of East versus West games makes makes the week very very uh, interesting here and. I could actually see these games going either way. Mark me down for Ottawa. If, like I said, if I go zero and three, I or zero and four, I would not be surprised uh, at all. And I might change that pick actually. <laughs> so, well, of course, yeah, I change everything. We wrap up the week in BC. Hamilton six and six, second in the East. Go to BC at five and six, fourth in the West. They currently have that crossover spot right now. And there was a rumor. I don't know if it was a rumor or somebody falsely falsely uh, tweeted out that the Calgary Stampeders could actually uh, clinch a playoff spot if the Riders beat Toronto this week. But then they sent out a correction saying, nope, nobody can clinch a playoff spot this week. So, yeah, BC... Currently in that crossover spot. They've only lost once at home so far this season. That mm-hmm. was against Saskatchewan. Hamilton seems to be playing better and better, and this is the first of a home-and-home home in this one. BC, two-game winning streak, but we start with Hamilton, where it has been confirmed that Alex Green will not 
be playing this week. As soon as John White gets on TSN CFL Fantasy, earlier today I was checking, not in there, but BC's uh, rush defense has actually dramatically improved in uh, you know the last few weeks. But this is how close the rush defenses are. Uh, I don't even know if you really want to count it anymore. So Hamilton is the worst. 117.7 <laughs> yards against a game. BC is mm-hmm. fifth. 108.9 yards a game. So it's like eight yards a game. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a first down. Yes, that's basically the only difference. And when we're looking at it, it's like .8 fantasy points if we're going just by yardage. So uh, the rush defenses in the CFL are very, very close. But BC is slowly creeping up that ladder a little bit. John White's going to be real cheap when they get him on the website. So I will not have a problem getting him in my lineup at all because at this point of the season, it seems like everybody's mm-hmm. expensive. Yeah, it, it, it's getting a little crazy. It's getting a little tough to make a lineup some weeks. But, yeah, John White, I don't see him being over $4,000. Uh, and, you know, just a really good RB2 option for sure. And Brandon Banks is questionable again with the groin injury. Mm -hmm. It looks like Thursday's practice is going to determine whether he's going to play this weekend because he hasn't been on the practice field at all yet. Mm -hmm. And if they're without Brandon Banks again this week and the way the BC defense has been playing, I don't like Hamilton's chances all that much. No, and you know he's able to turn a five-yard pass into a 90-yard touchdown, and that is huge for an offense. Uh, and it gives Masoli just another weapon where, you know, it, it's a quick pass. It's a three-step drop, and it's out of his hand. And, you know, it's a po- he, every time he touches the ball, it's a possibility to score. Uh, he only averages 7.4 against BC, which is a pretty low. It's only half of his of his average against everybody else. But Luke Tasker averages 18.5 against the Lions. And, you know, Mas- Masoli and this, either whether it's Tasker or Banks, have, have you know, they've gotten chemistry just th- out, coming out of every orifice since Masoli took over as a starter in Hamilton last season. Uh, and, you know, Luke, like Brandon Banks, maybe not the speedster, but just is able to turn big gains off of off of small catches. Yeah, he may be the only Ticats player mm-hmm. outside of Mazzoli that you want to consider this week. Uh, we go to BC where... Travis Lule will not be placed on the six-game injured list, but is expected to miss four to six weeks. You assume if the Lions are in the playoffs, Lule will be their guy. But Jonathan Jennings averages over 20 points against the Hamilton Tiger Cats in his career. And when he came into the game last week, it just seemed like... There were glimpses of that 2016 Jonathan Jennings. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, he wasn't feeling the pressure, and he was just going out there to play, and maybe it was because it was Montreal. He went 19 of 30 <laughs> for 180 with a touchdown and an interception. Yes, that is one for the uh, Montreal swear jar. And Jennings really... They didn't connect on anything deep against Montreal last week, and that kind of seemed like that that was what he was trying to do nonstop earlier in the season mm-hmm. and last season. Just blindly throw it 60 yards and hope Burnham or Arsenal can come down with it. But do you like starting Jennings at all this week? I, I With how expensive players are getting, 
you almost have to take a little bit of a risk when it comes to quarterback. Uh, let's just say I like them a lot as just a little precursor for when we announce our lineups. Um, $5,680. I like it. (laughs) He's cheaper than Menzel. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why? They they just put Menzel at $6,000 for no reason. Yeah, and they don't have John White on the website. So you tell me how this thing works because I still don't get it. (laughs) Um, Jeremiah Johnson, over the last few weeks, it's kind of been like, okay, this is cute. When's he going to have a big game? This Mm -hmm. one might be his big game. Um, He's been averaging 15 points, over 17 against Hamilton. Maybe this is the time he gets it done. Now we kind of got to figure out who Delvin Bro is going to be covering in BC because quarterbacks are afraid of him in real life, and I'm uh, getting to be afraid of him in uh, fantasy. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he shuts down everybody he goes against. So looks like he goes uh, against lightly. the boundary receiver quite a bit. So yeah. uh, tread, and that would be lightly. Devere Posey, wouldn't it? Yep. So Devere, your second game in the lineup. Good luck. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> but that should open up room. For Collins, who's had nice games. For Burnham, who had his first 100-yard game last week. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can't have enough options on offense. Uh, and you can only double so many guys. It's going to leave somebody open or in single coverage. And if you're able to exploit that, look out. So I think this is this is another real interesting game in that triple header. Even though these are all East versus West matchups. Who do you got? I am taking BC. Uh Hamilton coming from that Eastern time zone. It's going to be 10 o'clock their time when this game kicks off. Or no, it's going to be, yeah, it'll be 10 o'clock when this game kicks off. I, I like This is what BC gets for home games as late games against opponents that aren't in their, aren't in their time zone because nobody's in their time zone. So their, their clocks are all screwed up. Uh, BC, I think, wins this by at least, I think it goes double digits because, you know, they're used to this. Hamilton's going to be dragging ass. I don't know when your bedtime is, but uh, a 10 p.m. start like time would be me at my best. Like Oiler, the Oiler game last night started at 9.30, and it was like, nope, not happening. Oh, you try to get me to exercise before 8 p.m., you're getting nothing. Ugh. Try to get me to owl. do anything before. Try to get me to do anything before noon. You're not getting anything, except maybe work. <laughs> maybe work. You can kind of half maybe. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the Lions as well, but I think it's I think it's going to be closer than you you think it is uh, at BC Place on Saturday night. Who who's in your fantasy lineup? Because this week's weird to me, man. Well, I have Jonathan Jennings, uh, Andrew Harris, Jeremiah Johnson, R.J. Harris, uh, Brian Burnham, S.J. Green, and the Argos defense. Man, you got an interesting lineup. The Argo defense, eh? Well, I mean, they're playing they're playing turnover Kalaros. I mean, why wouldn't I take them? Turnover Kalaros. <laughs> he's a tur- he's a turnover machine. It's embarrassing. So I have Matt Nichols. Of course you do. Speaking of turnover <laughs> machines. 
<laughs> Andrew Harris, Jeremiah Johnson, Brad Sinopoli, Bryant Mitchell, Kyron Moore. I've already changed my lineup, so we might have to do this again. Like since you just said it? Oh, yeah. Wow. And, I, and I've got the bomber defense. Okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. They're expensive. They are uh, the second most expensive defense of the week, so you're going to pay for them. Mm-hmm. But, hey, old Johnny could come uh, throw one of those Johnny specials, four more interceptions, and I'll be laughing if I've got the bomber defense in there. Oh, yeah. there's, And maybe two of those get taken back and you end up with 30 points. That's what I'm counting on. My defense to be the highest scoring uh, member of my team this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of high scoring defenses, I know I know it's NFL, and we know I know we talked about it last week. But my fantasy team, I was losing by sixty. I hold the record for sixty one uh, winning margin for sixty one points. The guy I was playing was like, "Oh, if your defense gets negative points, I could take that record." So I sat my defense, and they scored nineteen points. <laughs> Well done, buddy. Thank well you. Done. Defending champ, everybody. Defending champion. <laughs> we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. If you're kind of a nerd by like me, uh, check out uh, the technology and gaming section. I'm sure a lot of them are going to be excited to talk about that PlayStation Classic. You can also check out the Northern Nerdcast. I love that. They're talking about the nerdy and geeky people and events in and around Edmonton. Dan and Chelsea are your hosts for the Northern Nerdcast. Brazilian Ty, what's the forecast looking like on Saturday there? Are you going to be able to watch the triple header? Because here in uh, Red Deer, it looks like we got a snowy day and one oh, degree. <laughs> um, we're supposed to get half an inch of rain tomorrow. And it's supposed to be nice Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, it's supposed to rain all day. Nice. So fingers fingers crossed that I can just eat McDonald's and Toffee all day Saturday and watch football. So for our American friends in Red Deer, that is a high of 34 Fahrenheit on Saturday. Yeah. That, but it warms warm. up to uh, 64 Fahrenheit slash 18 Celsius on Tuesday, so that's going to feel like a scorcher. Yeah, because, you know, the metric system doesn't make any sense being based on zeros and tens. <laughs> hey, I thought this was figured out in like the seventies. Yeah, like there's only three countries in the world that use imper- or that use the like miles, and the states is one of them. Hey, I think our American friends would like to go to the easy. I'm not, I don't want to speak for them, but it it does screw up our surveying because everything was surveyed in imperial. And now we're in metric, so that kind of oh. screws up with roads because every road is a mile apart. Like grid roads, right? But all of our odometers are set to kilometers. So it's kind of screwy there. Except my old truck. My old truck was in miles because I bought it from the States. But we still do football in yards. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like 96 centimeters. Oh, okay. So it's real close. It's real close. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy the games. I hope you get to watch them and I hope it rains for you. I hope it pours and I I just get sent home. (laughs) Back to Lloyd? Yeah, like I only got a, like a 32-inch TV in this bedroom. I need my 11-footer. That was a big uh, tube TV, not so much flat screen. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm surviving. <laughs> okay, buddy. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. We'll be back Monday morning talking about everything that happened in week 15. Thanks for listening. 
Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.